You're floating through space. Stars, the sky, the infinite cosmos stretches out before you. You turn, you see a door. What? It has a golden handle. You turn it, you open it, you face the infinite side of. It's me, it's Orion, and that's Travis. Howdy. And you're listening to the Nail and Monsters podcast. I was trying to go for like a... Uh, like a like a Twilight Zone, like the scary door. Yeah, like the scary door, <laughs> Twilight Zone. Like, like, what if you were listening to a podcast? Oh fuck, that's actually even better. Damn it. Well, we can't go back it's now. Too late. Oh well, this is you're listening to Tooth and Nail, where we don't have the best bits. Uh, you can go somewhere else for better bits. Tooth and Nail, we have bits. We have some bits. <laughs> we definitely have bits on on display. Uh, it's a real like scratch and dent. <laughs> it's like the bargain bits. There's no warranty on this though. <laughs> there's no warranty. Welcome to a ride in Travis's bargain bits extravaganza. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, today we're gonna talk about uh, uh, we're gonna talk about Draco liches. Yeah, it's gonna feel a little weird. Uh, yeah, because uh, we're, we're in the dragons. Yeah, we're in dragons. We are in the like grand vast liminal space of of dragons before dragons. Yeah. Full disclosure, the way the book lays out dragons makes this a little weird. A little awkward. Because Draco Liches and next Shadow Dragons yeah. are adjectives. Yeah, they are they, templates to put upon. They too are subsets of dragons, uh, but for some reason the book elected to bring them first. Uh, so so this will be a free sneak preview yeah. of a different kind of dragon yeah. in this dragon. This is a teaser for, for the rest of, of dragons, which we're probably just going to divide into two episodes anyway, so it's not going to be like... A big, a big spoiler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very strange decision to not put them at the end of this segment. It's like with Draculiches, they were like, yeah, we have to go alphabetically. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, fuck, Shadow Dragons. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. just put um... it in somewhere. We got to put it out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So that's that's kind of what we've ended up with. And Draculiches, they're basically, as the name would suggest, dragons, what become liches, what become like big uh, undead wizards. Yep. Which is cool. I like me a good lich. Uh, I feel like I feel like there aren't enough liches represented. Like we got Voldemort, uh, we got the one from Adventure Time. But I feel like I I prefer having a lich as a big bad person than than I do as like a dragon or yeah or like a beholder or something like that. I feel like and this might just be it might be one of those like popular unpopular opinions, right? Like things that everybody kind of implicitly agrees on. Uh, that liches make good, like, last Probably. main antagonists. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, and especially now, because of the fucking the critical role culture we're in, like, uh, a lich was the big bad of the first campaign. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, it's probably a and d staple thing now, if it wasn't before. But I do think in multimedia, liches were always, like... Yeah, a little The shy. cool big skull guy that has magic what you fight at the end. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like they're not as saturated as some of the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, off the top, like, I can imagine a dragon more handily. I can even imagine, like, a beholder more handily than I can imagine a lich as the... The primary antagonist of a thing. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, Dragons for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't necessarily know if that's true. Hence, like you know, popular, unpopular opinion or whatever. Right. But this is a lich. What's a dragon? And it follows a very similar kind of uh, life cycle as a lich, where it does profane magics <laughs> to become undead. There's a funny part about that that I'll get into yeah. when we talk about it. Uh, I do think. 
personally that this doesn't go far enough for the lich mm-hmm. draco lich like it doesn't have magic that's true it, it does not have do, spells it doesn't do magic yeah and that's like a thing for me like if yeah. you're if you're just extending your life to be undead ain't enough for me yeah no no, no. i largely agree <laughs> i wish they'd thrown on some spells for this guy like you know, just give it, like, an Archmage spell list yeah, uh, and call it a day. That would have been enough for me, I think. I imagine they didn't because the stat block they chose, and I guess it has to be, like, an Ancient or an Adult Dragon. The stat blocks are already so fat. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to do make each Draco Lich you fought be, like... Yeah. Be, an, be a whole big old thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I There could have been, like, a little blue text box that's, like, variant. Throw yeah. some spells on that There page. is for dragons, and I guess maybe that's what they... But I think Dracolith should have, like, special spells. Yeah, like, necromancer stuff. Yeah. I think that would be cool. But for what it is, it's just, like, a zombie dragon. Yeah. A zombie... A big zombie dragon. Yeah. Which is cool. It's still, like, a, a satisfying enough creature, and I like the lore stuff quite a bit. Uh, so I don't necessarily feel bad about the the melty dragon. Yeah, and it's got the cool lich thing. Like the yeah, yeah, it's, thing. yeah. It's lich. It got all that good, good lich yeah. lore that I'm always down for. Uh, so without any any more fucking just biting around the bullet, <laughs> that's not a phrase. That's what right. is it? Uh, it is beating now. around <laughs> the curve. Help me, Jesus Christ! I literally can't beating, beating around, around the bush. bush. There we go. Ain't no more bush beating. Before we burning around the buns. Before we. <laughs> Before we come up with any more non-colloquialisms, let's do an episode of Tooth and Nail the Monsters podcast. Yeah, I guess so. So artistically, what we have here is a skeleton of a dragon. Yep. Yeah. It's a dragon's skeleton. Yeah, but it is a little goopy. It does. It's a little melty goopy. It does melty goopy a touch. (laughs) I agree. I agree. It is. So, yeah, we have ourselves dragon bones arranged in a dragon skeleton. Uh, It still has kind of got a whole bunch of, like, stringy flesh. So it does appear to be, like, no, that can't even be. Is that scales? Is it hide? I think this is the flesh. It's the flesh. It's just rotted to the point of purple, like Dragon Ball. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's hard to say, because if this picture is supposed to be the stat block, it is a blue dragon, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is Im- implying that all dragon flesh is the color that its hide is. Let me, <laughs> let's let's do some in-depth research. So we very clearly have a big ol' horn on this dragon. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's flip some pages, uh, see what most likely matches it. Oh yeah, I hadn't considered doing that, actually. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into the... What is it? The cr- the chronology. It's no, blue. No. Blue has. Oh the- yeah, it's a blue yeah, dragon. It's blue. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was a quick sh- search. Oh, that was basically in real time. I don't even think I'm gonna edit that. That was immediately like flip to it. Yep, that's blue. Uh, so yes, it's definitely a blue dragon, which I'm assuming. I'm assuming that that's just supposed to be its hide. Only it just melted with the flesh. Yeah, it doesn't quite. I don't know. I truthfully. If I'm being totally honest with myself, I prefer the idea that it was just like regular flesh and then and it just, got like melty magic and just like rotted into. And rotted. Yeah, yeah, I like that it's rotted into blue, uh, personally. Uh, but I can also imagine a world where that's just like its hide or whatever and it's fused in some way. Like its scales are just rigid enough that, like a fish, like a <laughs> fish hide, it just like its scales just fused to it or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it also has big old wings, it still has like the drippings of wings. Uh, on its like the 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 fabric, the leather of its wings, uh, along its its wing bones. Yeah, which is a cool touch. Honestly, like 
it's a little too skeletal if you don't if if i might be so bold as to say yeah they really leaned into the because it it says that it can be fully skeletal or mm. just sorta yeah and yeah i think they really leaned full hog into the yeah this looks a lot more like a zombie dragon than a draco lich which sounds pedantic like sounds not like a thing but i get it's this so like to put it in a visual perspective this looks like the zombie dragon at the beginning of dark souls Alternatively, it looks like Crocomire in uh, Super Metroid, where you dump him into the magma, uh, and then he comes out his bones. It looks more like a skeleton than like a a, a threat. It it looks like if the big bad lich of your campaign was butt ass naked. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't look intelligent and threatening. Yeah. it looks like just it looks like a skeleton, yeah, an undead creature, which is still fun. But there's not any of that. Like like I was expecting, like undead necrotic fire like burning yeah. its eyes like the book says draco liches usually have like burning flames in their eye sockets the undead thing yeah. and i was expecting more like decorative like you know we we learn in the lore that these draco liches have like big attendance of wizards and whatnot that make sure that the draco lich exists mm -hmm. and i was i was imagining like tribute medallions draped all over it and like you know a like a burial shawl or whatever this doesn't look like threatening or intimidating like a like a proper villain that, you know, you kind of, I, I personally would have liked yeah. uh, for, for a creature of this it caliber. looks like a big skeleton. Yeah, it looks like a big skeleton. It's not even like the phylactery anywhere. Yeah. Like, it's got big mini boss energy. Yeah, right? for like, sure. It doesn't feel like, oh, we're on our way to kill the big lich. And then he's got his little friend dragon who hangs out in another chamber nearby. It's like, oh, you walked into the crypt and then yeah. you have to fight this zombie dragon. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, which which isn't my favorite thing. Because I like the idea of like a, a dragon lich. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. An intelligent Draco lich that's yeah. like in its own castle. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it, it it's sad that it don't do that in the the art, in the pretty pictures. I don't have any memory. I don't have any imagination. I can't do that. That's why I play dra Dragon in Dungeon. That's why I do. That's why I do the pictures. Yeah. So I can't imagine a, a dragon in, in pretty close. And that's this, the picture is all I got. I wish that I could say any of the other editions had that for you. Yeah, what do we um, got? I'm going to do what I did last time and go from second to third to fourth because <laughs> there is a steady increase in <laughs> cool. uh, fuckery. Okay, uh, so. so second edition is this guy. Okay, second edition is just a yeah, dragon it's skeleton. Just a full skeleton. Mm. At least I've it, seen... it looks a little. I don't know. I... Yeah, whatever. I've seen that on a van. That'll work. Yeah, you're gonna feel that way a lot about the fourth edition one. Cool. <laughs> and well, yeah, and third edition, I guess. Oh yeah, uh, third edition rocks. Third like edition third edition rocks. looks like um, it looks like one of those paperback novel. Like it looks like a Dragonlance. Yeah, like I really like because it looks like watercolor painted. Yeah, that's what I like the most about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's really got, pretty. Like, a cool lean down like yeah. intense stance yeah, and like, it's doing like a crouch the necrotic sky behind it mm -hmm. yeah uh, i like that quite a bit and then uh fourth edition do you remember do you remember fourth edition i do not remember fourth do you remember edition. how fourth edition be oh in general uh, yeah i kind of here it is oh <laughs> that's a diablo yeah they just done gave us a Diablo monster. Uh -huh. Its bones are on. It's dragon, but bones are on the outside. But the bones are on the outside. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's got all. It's got flesh. It's got stuff. You know, dragon, but bones are on the outside. Truthfully, that's kind of what I was expecting out of fifth. It like yeah. I was, it does look. I mean, like it looks like a big mod. Like yeah, it looks like the main scary. angry thing. It's got the flamey eyes. It yeah. looks like a big intelligent it looks like, Draco. Yeah, <laughs> fart and art. 
of the Deathbringer. Yeah, this looks like the last boss of what I imagine the last boss of Shadow of War would have been like. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a Shadow of War. It kind of does have. It kind of does have like a Lord of the Rings almost, like but, in that way that fantasy like likes modern to. Lord of the Rings, yeah, where that... everything's a little overdone. Yeah, a little overdone. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. I don't think that quite hits it either, because he ain't got no clothes. He's still buck-ass yeah, nude. still ain't got no clothes. Uh, and that's the thing. You can't be a villain if he ain't got none, none threads. But I, I think I was kind of expecting something of that caliber. Yeah. Instead right, of like just... the glowy eyes and the fire mouths. Instead of just, I'm a dragon <laughs> skeleton! <laughs> Which doing, is like... Doing like a, like a horse whinny. Yeah, like. exactly. He's rearing <laughs> back. Uh, but not threateningly it's just like hello <laughs> uh which you know is fun in its own right yeah uh i it's just like this is such a late game mon- like if this was like the picture for zombie dragon cr6 mm. i would be like ah it's cute it's a zombie dragon yeah. but since this is like draco lich the the end eater yeah if you put this on like as it stands it's like a 17 but you could put this on like a cr20 something yeah but it just looks like whoa <laughs> i'm a lich it was me who did all the troubles <laughs> bet you weren't expecting this yeah exactly i, wasn't, I, was, I not, was not expecting no, this I, I was not doing that but but <laughs> is the real is the bad guy actually here is he back there or... no it's just me oh, that's so good oh, goody <laughs> I wish that, uh, yeah, I I think in a vacuum it's cute, um, but attached to the kind of monster that it is, I wish it was maybe a little bit more intimidating. Yeah. Um, which I felt, I feel like is something I've never said in the history of this show. Especially 5th like, edition. I think yeah. this is the first time in the history of Tooth and Nail where <laughs> a monster has underdone it. I think uh, so. Maybe, maybe Pit Fiends. I was going to say, maybe one of the demons or devils, yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in terms of the lore that we get, we find out that dragons are not immortal, right? Like, so they were never immortal, but they're not even immortal in the Lord of the Rings elf way, elf way where they can still die of old age. And consequently, like, really pr- just profoundly anxious dragons, <laughs> uh, just real existentialist nightmare dragons, will uh, undergo various uh, magical processes in order to, you know, grant themselves undeath. And this is we're told like kind of a big a big deal for a dragon because they're kind of renouncing the draconic gods and you know turning away from their kin and whatnot which is cool it hits me in like a seat the scale list kind of way yeah like there's this like, gotta be a very narcissistic self-wanting dragon yeah like a, a dragon that's a pariah even among dragons which are you know traditionally kind of loners that's cool to me we learn that generally speaking once the dragon you know undergoes this ritual to become undead their flesh done fall off uh, they get little glowy eyes, and they basically live out the rest of their existences as, you know, kind of evil undead monsters, right? The book tells us that the, the, the malevolence of undeath kind of corrupts their brains and turns them evil, uh, which is kind of cool. Like, I, I like the idea of, um, like, a good dragon, like a metallic dragon yeah, uh, undergoing this ritual for some, like, well-intentioned reason and then just having them go hollow. Uh, to pull yet another Dark Souls reference and and uh, turn evil because of this process. I think that would be kind of neat as, like, a character arc. Yeah, I was going to say it would have to be, for some reason, a metallic dragon got transformed because chromatic dragons are just kind of, like, yeah already. Yeah, evil. so so because but... we haven't gotten into dragons proper, basically how it works is, like, metallic dragons are generally good, or at least, like, 
over generally overarching world good yeah not necessarily people on the earth ground yeah but they are aligned good (laughs) yeah uh and metallic dragons are or chromatic dragons are typically aligned evil yeah uh no there are no neutral gem dragons in no edition no we don't they ain't got time for that (laughs) choose a lane two party dragon system (laughs) we learned that because of this undead malevolence draco liches will you know start doing like the evil lich thing where they start subjugating and dominating whatever they can and you know it's kind of like the the hoarder nature of a dragon crosses with the ambition of a lich and it becomes like this super totalitarian evil thing which is cool right it's It's just like i will make my own draco lich empire exactly it's good it's good D D villain stuff right unabashedly evil consequently this like you know globalization empire mindset of the draco lich will typically tempt various folk into siding with it uh and consequently this is kind of like the 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 beginning of their like you know big sauron tower right they'll just draw in through through promises of power and whatnot uh various followers to to do its bidding and then whoop we got ourselves a big old dungeon (laughs) oh dungeon time so all that is like pretty standard Dungeons and Dragons stuff, right? Like I become evil. I'm I'm an intelligent. I'm intelligent. I plan and whatever. Even and then, though my brain is rotted, I get though, smarter. Yeah, I got the undead brains. <laughs> all that is like stuff that's pretty common lich stuff at the very least. Let's talk about uh, the process, right? So we haven't talked about liches before. Basically, how it works is it's it's Voldemort style, baby. Uh, you <laughs> you do an evil ritual, put your soul into a phylactery, as it's called. Uh, and then your body withers but remains deathless while your soul, that sweet, sweet, like, gooey center of soul, uh, stays in the phylactery and you have to protect it because if they destroy it, you're fucked. Yeah. One of the things that I love about Dracoliches is that it they have to ask other people yes. to do it. So the cool thing is, is that when you're a wizard and you're just doing it, you can just, like, do it, right? Like, you just sit in your lich cave and you do your shit for a while. In... D&D, in Dracolich's case, uh, you have to, like, have a cabal of wizards that'll just, you just trust to be like, all right, I'm going under. You guys make sure to put my soul in the thing. Yeah. So basically how it works is the book tells us that they have to, like, make a poison, like a super, like a dead, like a megatoxin that will instantly kill them. And then the ritual, they just got to trust their buddies to, you know, extract soul, insert it into phylactery. That is profoundly funny to me. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool, and I get it because it's like, oh, when he becomes the Draco Lich, he'll give us power. Yeah. Or whatever. But it is so great to me to think of the idea of like a group of dragon slayers who like yeah, who are just like just yeah, go buddy, across the land, tricking conceited dragons. Like yeah, of course we'll of course, help yeah, you get powerful. No problem. No, just drink this poison. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they just bounce. And they just bounce. I love that. I love that too. <laughs> I think that would be a really cool like. So, for a joke, I think that would be really cool, like, a good way to, like, oh, we gotta kill this dragon. Well, what if I told you this? (laughs) Uh, Alternatively, I do like it as, like, like a a checkmark, like a checkpoint part of a story, right? So, like, if the evil red dragon or whatever has been a big thorn in your side the entire campaign, Mm -hmm. suddenly we hear word that it's gonna turn into a Draco Lich, and it has to assemble its, like, you know five wizards from across these evil like masterminds from across the land uh and then brew its deadly poison as well this starts to become kind of like uh uh, a really neat structure for a campaign right like for a whole new adventure path 
uh, which is always fun. I, I typically kind of enjoy when I personally do D&D stuff where I, where I do a big old uh, adventure, like a big old campaign. I will usually, um, I kind of like creating the adventure from the villain's perspective, right? Like I like, right. like, you know, me DM, I play as the dragon uh, <laughs> and all this happens. On, this happens in my alone time when I sit in my bath. <laughs> Uh, I one man D and D without a dragon. Me, yeah, I just spent <laughs> to Ryan doing his alone dragon time, uh, where I'm like, where where it becomes kind of like, you know, what is the the antagonist's adventure, right? From the antagonist perspective, what is the villain's event like? What are their MacGuffins that they have to go get? Right. Uh, and so having like a clear like, you need your cabal of wizards. You need to make your deadly poison. Uh, I like how. You can kind of structure and pace a campaign for for that kind of thing. I feel like it's it's pretty good, uh, pretty good structure, or at least it's nice to have a, a monster that kind of comes pre-purposed with or pre-packaged with it with its own uh, purpose, right? Yeah. Like with its own objectives. Yeah, and uh, something something trackable. Yeah, something trackable and actionable. I think is quite cool yeah. uh, for them to throw in. I also like the idea that this could start to become right because it's. Its servants are fallible, right? Like, they can be bought. They're evil. Yeah. And, or, like, even as not a joke, like, mm-hmm. this could be, like, the party's way in. Yeah. Like, one of them, you take out one of the yeah. evil wizards and, like, you just insert yourself yeah. into the position. Hello, fellow wizards. And then you've wizards. got your one wizard in your party who has to go with the cabal of evil wizards. Yeah. Until, <laughs> on, a, on my signal, yeah. we run. Yeah. We dump them all and run. We take <laughs> the soul and we put it in the ocean. <laughs> Two days later, the wizard comes back to the rest of the party. So I meteor stormed all the wizards. Nice. And then I bounced. Nice. That's <laughs> how it's done. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love the idea of like, and then you know we get into like cool intrigue stuff. Even regardless of all the other stuff, we're like, hey, what if? Oh, all right, buddy, I'll give you like ten thousand gold to just take that soul and walk away. It's incredibly that mission from Oblivion where you join the Mayrin's Dagon cult, actually, thinking yeah, about it now. Yeah, yeah, It's the idea of just inserting yourself into the bad guy's <laughs> plans and just be like, all right, now how do I fuck this up from the inside and not die? Yeah, yeah, which is cool. I'm always down for that, and I'm really... I, I think it's really rad that they just kind of give us this 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 nice little present wrapped yeah. up wrapped up in a flesh bow. Yeah, it's a present that's harder to track when you're talking about regular liches. Mm-hmm, yeah, because with regular liches, they just do it and it's done. It's so, kind of ambiguous what the ritual even is. Yeah, and the book just... never really gets into, like, a, you trap a soul or something, I don't know. Sacrifice a loved one. Like, yeah. what's the party supposed to do with that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot cooler, uh, to my mind, to have these, like, really clear, actionable things. And then also we get some basic lich phylactery stuff where, like, if the dragon dies... Uh, it, its spirit will just go back into its phylactery uh, as long as they're on the same plane of existence. Which, like, this, uh, this along with, like, what is it, Magic Jar or whatever, I love playing, like, I love conceptualizing soul football, basically. We're like, <laughs> I'm just going to take the gem, I'm going to zip to the Feywild, uh, and then that's we're just going to fix it that way. Um, but yes, if, uh, if the dragon dies, its soul persists in the gem, if it's brought to any other corpse of another dragon, it can take over uh, that that corpse and then become a whole, you know, just return itself to undeath. Uh, and then obviously, like, if the gem is taken to another plane, it can be destroyed and then we're done. No more, yeah. no more Drake Lich. Or even just if the gem is put on another plane and then you, it's like, it's like taking the, the what was the demon's 
talisman. Mm. Right? Yeah. You don't even have to destroy the gem. You just have to like plane shift it somewhere else, and cool. then the Draco Lich is fucked. <laughs> Falls away, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, I like you know. Big, again, it's another, this is something that I, I also really like. It's one of the reasons why I like Liches so much is I like, you know, this thing is like phenomenal cosmic power, but has this one little weakness that if you can take advantage of it, it is it, right? Like it's done. And it becomes like this like buy-in, like do I just want to go have a big Lich fight or do we want to like go do this like sneaky way into, do we have to go do, and big, do a big heist for a Lich phylactery, <laughs> which like, yep, I'm always on board for that. There's a a fun thing I thought about with this whole it because it has to find another dragon's corpse right yes it, it has to be another kind of, dragon's corpse it can't just manifest no it the book says it has to come into contact with another dragon's corpse yeah so I love the idea that it's this like fresh into adulthood dragon mm-hmm. who is like I need more power but there's only so much that this shitty little body <laughs> I've got can do so what I'm gonna have my mage friends do is put me in this crystal and go find the corpse of a long dead ancient dragon. Oh, like a Ginyu. We're doing a Ginyu. <laughs> yeah, do a Ginyu mm-hmm. and put my crystal on that dragon and uh-huh. turn me into a bigger, cooler dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I dig that. I, I think that's pretty rad. Uh, I'm, I'm down. I also like the idea of just the dragon doing a lot of push-ups. Uh, in order <laughs> Skeleton to get buff. push-ups? Yeah, the other Dragon Ball thing where they just like... <laughs> train really hard to become an ancient dragon way early instead of just the journey to go find the skeleton after the pro it's, it's also a cool idea for like if you're in the process to stop it you like get into the lair where the thing is going to happen and hanging up on the wall is the corpse of some ancient super powerful dragon and yeah. it's like oh if they complete this ritual and we don't stop it we're fuckled he's going into that thing yeah. he's going into the the almost the a colossal yeah, yeah right uh, so that's that's cool. I like the idea of that as well. Like they're just very clear. Like I need to go and get the thing, and the thing is neat, yeah. and the path to stop it is cool, and yeah. that is just the core of a good D and D adventure. The thing is neat, and the path is cool. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So this is uh, interesting. We don't we haven't had a monster quite like this where it's like an adjective mm-hmm. monster and not necessarily its own thing. So the book gives us a template uh, and kind of tells us how to turn any of the following dragons except maybe shadow dragons because that's another adjective dragon could you make a draco lich shadow dragon it says you can't because the shadow dragons are already missing too much of their form oh yeah it's in the template part in this little this has some flavor text in it um i wish (laughs) that's sad yeah, because Damn. then you could have, like, the necrotic cool breath and be a Draco Lich. You could just do both. Yeah. Why not both? Why not both? I do it anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, so the book tells us that, like, pre-pubescent, like, young dragons, so any only adult and ancient dragons Yeah. Uh, can be. So there are several kinds. There's wormlings and then young and then adult and then ancient. Uh, and if you are not yet an adult dragon, if you're under dragon age... You just die, right? This yeah. thing just kills you. It's... Or like if you're a fairy dragon or a, yeah. a turtle dragon. It's yeah. You, it's not enough to just have dragon subtype. Yeah, you have to like be a true dragon, dragon true says. dragon and adult, <laughs> the finest of your kind. Uh, otherwise, you just die. If it goes through with it, if it becomes a lich, uh, you basically just slap on a whole bunch of the following things to it. And now we're kind of getting into this weird like pseudo-mechanical pseudo-lore thing where like... 
you know, they get uh, immunity to poison because they're undead now. They become resistant to necrotic damage because they're undead now. They become undead, so they don't need to breathe or eat or sleep or drink. Uh, and then, you know, they obviously can't be, like, poisoned or, in this case, charmed or frightened or paralyzed because of undead stuff. They can't be exhausted because of undead stuff. Uh, and then they also get magic resistance because of reasons. This, actually, I realized now, thinking about it, uh, is a weird thing that 5th edition does because it changes its type from dragon to undead. It's yeah. not an undead dragon. Yeah. Which is a weird thing. Yeah. Which also means that by doing this, it is saving itself from the adventurer with the sword. With of the sword of dragon slaying. That is technically true, isn't it's, it? Yeah. This is like a way to stop that from being an effective weapon against him. That's that, kind of cool. Actually. That actually kind of rocks, doesn't it? <laughs> I uh, I love that idea of like you've beaten me for the last time with that blasted sword. But I can't take it away from you because I'm too fucking incompetent. Lich time. <laughs> yeah. Guess I'll be a lich. Which, uh, yeah, that's a really neat, cool workaround. I like that. I think that's really rad. Oh, then what are you going to do? Kill me? <laughs> so you get all of these things uh, that turn you into a very specific kind of undead. Uh, and this will, these are kind of like the basic core bits of what makes a, uh, a Draco Lich. And then on top of that, they also get a whole bunch of the things that dragons all for the most part get yeah it's uh, pretty much like you take a stat block from a dragon you just add these things and then that's a dragon yeah so they get their their <laughs> they get their breath attack and then they get their terrifying presence uh and then they get their like legendary action stuff where they can wing attack and tail attack and whatever so let's talk about our first dragon stat block yeah it's a big and yeah yeah it's not we can party you know whatever we, we just talked about four of the things yeah, that are on it we've so. done it whatever <laughs> we're basically done here So mechanically, what we have here is a CR-17 undead, huge, lawful evil, adult blue Draco Lich. They can be all kinds of various colors and metals, uh, and we'll discuss all of that next time. <laughs> it is an interesting thing to note just while we're here that uh, all these things that are added on to this adult blue dragon have taken it from CR-16 to 17. <laughs> yeah. Which is just more evidence that the CR system isn't super sure what it's doing. Yeah, well, I mean, none of the undead stuff, except for magic resistance, but I... It, it gets a resistance to necrotic, it gets immunity to poison, it doesn't have to sleep, it gets magic resistance. Yeah, but, like, the, the it doesn't have to sleep thing isn't available. Like, the yeah. magic resistance, I can imagine bumping up one or two. Uh... The rest of the stuff, like, oh, I mean, like, if it's, as soon as you see it's undead, you're just yeah. gonna not use necrotic energy anyway, like, if you're That's playing fair. a full necromancer, then maybe you're in trouble, but... Sword of Dragon Slaying doesn't work now. Yeah, oh no, my sword, <laughs> that's enough! That's enough to, it's CR20. Yep. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so, what it do get, uh, it has an AC of 19, which is about, uh, average for, for its CR. It has 225 HP, which is, you know, about so technically below average in that weird like D&D way probably mm. closer to like average uh, because of the like weird like 
disinflation of of HP in this game. Like HP doesn't quite mean what it. What does what it, it say, actually means? Just out of curiosity, what does it say in average HP for like CR twenty three is? So for CR twenty three, four ninety one to five thirty five. Okay, so ancient blue dragons are just under that. Yeah. So yeah, that's with the way the difference in inflation of HP is very strange. It's very weird. <laughs> I I don't necessarily whatever whatever. Uh, this is what the book says. Yeah. I don't personally buy it, but we do what we must. <laughs> it has a speed of forty feet. It has a burrow speed of thirty feet, and it has a fly speed of eighty feet. The burrow speed is from blue dragon stuff, right? Is that what it is? Because I don't think all other dragons... So, basically what's happened here is that a, they've just, again, as we mentioned, put a blue dragon stats uh, and then yes. slap some stank on it. Yes. So, blue dragons... Green gonna... dragons can swim, blue dragons yeah. can burrow. Yeah, yeah black yeah, dragons yeah. can swim, yeah. Uh, I I love the idea of that. Like, I kind of <laughs> almost just wish, like, oh, I'm undead, bury me! <laughs> uh, I kind of just wish that that was just true of Draco Liches, but... Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the fly speed's quite quick. The walk speed is, you know, obviously faster than most things. So this is a pretty quick, quick child. Yeah, for having shit wings now. It's... Yeah, it's quite flyable. <laughs> it's probably flying with magic. Oh, man, I kind of do wish that it had a zero fly speed, but it had a bunch of spells, including fly. Yeah. Like, that feels more appropriate. Yeah, sure does. Oh, well. Gotta have that flying skeleton dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Its stats are about what you would expect. It has crazy high strength. Its dexterity is not great. Its constitution is really good. Its intelligence is not as good as you would think. It's a 16. I, for a lich, I was expecting it to be, like, at least 20. Yeah, it doesn't go up when you become a lich, I guess. Yeah, so. which is whatever. And then its wisdom is 15, and its charisma is really high at 19. It also gets a sweet, a sweet, like a sweet bonus. No, a suite <laughs> of bonuses. Uh, it gets bonuses to its dexterity, constitution, and wisdom, and charisma saving throws. So guess what? This plus magic resistance means that spellcasters ain't gonna do shit, and you fucking, you better goddamn believe debuffers ain't got no place in this fight. You best go home. God, I almost wish that they had given, like, an ancient red dragon Draco Lich stat block just... For, like, the maximum fuckery. Yeah, just, like, like to like, see, like, give it all. Because take it to 11. that's, like, plus 15 to all saving throws yeah. or whatever. And like... Yeah, and then this is in addition <laughs> to, spoiler alert, this is a legendary creature. It gets legendary resistances, so, you know. Yeah, don't try to do literally anything. Yeah, so you're not gonna, you ain't gonna, your slow ain't gonna work here, friendo. It gets bonuses to its perception and stealth skills, which feel like the stealth, right? They're kind of coded as, like, slinky, operating from the background. Uh, I would have liked, like, and I know this isn't maybe appropriate for the artwork, but I would have liked, like, an intimidation bonus, right? Oh, Just because yeah. it's a talking skull dragon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, dragons should have that anyways, because yeah. they have, like, frightful presence and yeah, stuff. Yeah, which doesn't, but... does that, I don't think that helps in, in social skills very much, does it? No. Which is, I would say, no. Kind of unfortunate. I wouldn't have minded just because the book presents the Draco Lich as being kind of like a social, like a hyper intelligent plotter kind of thing. I wouldn't have minded like an intimidation boost or whatever. Does being frightened give you disadvantage on ability checks? I don't think so. Attack rolls, maybe ability checks. I don't. Possibly. Hold on. Yeah, we'll just... check. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Disadvantage on, yeah, ability checks and attack rolls. So yes, actually, being frightened by the frightful presence of the dragon would give it advantage on, like, checks against you if they were trying to make, like, insight versus yeah. deception, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of That's, a thing. About, that's yeah. about it. Yeah, that'll, that'll about do it. It also, as we mentioned, it has the resistance to necrotic damage, just the resistance to necrotic damage, which, you know, feels weird. Uh, I feel like, I, I wouldn't have minded, like, the template being, like, you know... You get whatever you you get the resistance of whatever you were immune to as a regular dragon, and then instead you get immunity, immunity to, necrotic to necrotic damage. That feels a little bit more right. Whatever, it doesn't super matter. Yeah. Uh, and then it also, as you'd expect, has the immunities that it had in life. In this case, lightning because blue dragon, and it also has the immunity to poison uh, because undead. It also has a host of condition immunities such as charmed and exhaustion and frightened and paralyzed and poisoned, like I mentioned. Some of this is, like, natural undead stuff, and then some of this is kind of, like, weird, like... Like, I've looked into this before, uh, you can, you can, like... I can't remember what the exact, but you can, like, paralyze a zombie or something like that. Yeah, it's, you can't paralyze skeletons. Yeah, you I can't paralyze skeletons. Uh, so, like, it's, it's kind of weird. Again... It's pick and choosy a little bit. I really, I've said this a thousand times, I really would have liked, like, Pokemon typing, mm. effectively. Like, undead are all always immune to this and always resistant to this i've said it a million times if something's got a resistance or an immunity i wish they had a vulnerability yeah. and i also wish condition immunities were the same for every type of creature yeah 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 i i wish that as well in terms of senses it has blind sight out to 60 feet i'm pretty sure that's a blue dragon thing uh because burrowers uh, but I don't totally know I think all dragons have blind sight oh do they wrong. black oh yeah it looks black like dragons do yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So dragons are just able, like they're they're friggin' draconic ears. They're so good. And it it's what I do like about it is that it is implied that it's kind of a uh, uh, learned by life exposure because the blind sight gets better with age. Oh, you just so I think it's just kind of like they're oh, I you just know what's going on. Yeah, they can just it's just like their natural senses just as they've gone yeah. through so much shit yeah, in their after life. After like 3000 years of just being, you know, living dragon lives, they yeah. just are really shrewd. That's pretty cool. They're very sharp. <laughs> mm -hmm. They also have dark vision out to 120 feet, uh and they have a pretty pretty good passive perception of 22. Can't be sneaking up on that guy, which is, you know, obviously a, a facet of the high perception that they get. The languages, they speak common, they speak draconic. Surprise. Yeah, thank God they didn't do some right? shit where it's like, can't speak it, it's a skeleton. Yeah, that would be dumb. I'm glad they don't do that. I mean, like, if they wanted to, they could have thrown on a telepathy yeah. and that would have felt okay. Uh, but I'm glad that they let it speak something at yeah, least. I much prefer the dragon speaking out of its dumb dragon. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> It has a couple of traits. It has legendary resistances, like I mentioned, where three times per day it can just choose to succeed on a saving throw. Uh, and we've talked about this before. I think this is kind of cool. Um, this It kind of blows with the magic resistance that it has and then also all of the immunities that it gets uh, because now the caster isn't going to do shit and debuffers are unfairly shafted in this game. Uh, in my approximation... But I do conceptually like the idea of legendary resistances as a form of, like, nerd poker. Like, oh, you have a level 7 spell and a level 8 spell. Which one <laughs> do I want to shrug off? Uh, with the, the fear of the next one happening later on. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned, just around it, it does have the magic resistance as well, which means that it has advantage on saving throws against magical effects. So the only ones you're likely to 
probably by the time you're fighting this you're most likely gonna succeed or it's most likely gonna fail a deck save against you because it's deck save isn't yeah. super high it's just like plus five yeah at level 17 your saving throw should be 20 or above probably yeah yeah so you know this padded with the uh legendary resistances yeah. uh and the the advantage i guess keeps it at your level at this point in the game but i i don't want any i don't want anybody to take this out of context i don't like magic resistance that much i agree uh conceptually can you fathom yes if as we have found with i think demi liches and i haven't looked at lich but they probably have it too avoidance if they had given the Draco Lich avoidance. <laughs> Just like, yeah. and also this supremely powerful mechanic, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that they decided to not do that, because that probably would have just been too much. Yeah, um, CR way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have liked a... I wonder if there's a another universe somewhere in the infinite cosmos where there are like three spellcasting classes in D&D. Because I, I would like to have seen, like, what that... Because I betcha if there were just three spellcasters in, in D&D, they probably wouldn't have bothered with these kind of crazy wards like, against magic like stuff, only right? wizard, sorcerer, warlock. Or yeah, or something like cleric, that. Wizard, warlock. bard, cleric, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, that would have been cool, but... Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely... it's I've never thought about it like that, but it is probably a byproduct of them deciding that there was going to be, like, eight spellcasting eight out of 13 yeah. nine out of 13 spellcasting classes yeah yeah which is a bit much really neither here nor there in terms of its actions the drago lich can do a lot of shit and this is mostly true of all dragons they kind of combo it out quite a bit yeah so as part of its first well as part of its multi-attack which it gets the draco lich starts with a frightful presence uh and then does a bite attack and then two claw attacks and the Frightful Presence, this is something that all dragons have, where every creature of the Dracolich's choice that is within 120 feet of it and aware of it, right, like can see it, knows that it exists, must succeed on a DC 18 wisdom save or become frightened for a minute. And the 18 wisdom save is a little bit below, like it's just one standard deviation below average. Fortunately, any creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of their turns and end the effect on a success, and if you do save out of it, you become immune to the Frightful Presence for the next day. So that's cool. Uh, this is just like a, a way to kind of like stack things in your favor, right? There's It's really hard to like for action economy stuff, like when it's one on five. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to like keep things in your favor as a single monster. So th that's why we have legendary resistances and that's why we have legendary actions. Uh, and I think it's fair to throw on this this frightful presence as well too. Yeah. At least for just like the start of the fight, or maybe no, yeah, just, just the start like, of the fight, just to kind of yeah, just keep things it stressful, right? Yeah. Like to keep things in your favor just a little bit, so you don't immediately get melted. Its bite attack has a plus twelve to hit, which is above average, like significantly above average. Like this might be one of the heaviest hit in like, or at least the most accurate in attacks that we've had probably solars were better but i was gonna say i feel like we had a plus 11 at some point but i don't remember what mm. it was so like this this will hit is what i'm getting at yeah. like we're getting into the yeah, well, we can't wait till we get to red dragons because those guys don't miss yeah. they don't miss they're incapable of missing mm -hmm. the so plus 12 to hit has a reach of 10 feet because it's a big dragon on a hit, it does 18, 2d10, plus 7, piercing damage, plus 5, 1d10, lightning damage, because blue. I kind of wish it did necrotic damage instead. Yeah, they, they just made that the shadow dragons yeah. thing, which, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. 
Its claws also have a 12 to hit. It only has a 5-foot reach, and they do 14 2d6 plus 7 slashing damage. Right. I just looked up what the ancient red dragons to hit was, and that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. 17. Christ. (laughs) That'll be a good time later. (laughs) I was kind of surprised looking over it. I was expecting them to do more damage, Dracoliches. Uh... But they don't really do that much damage. They're pretty pretty low on the damage budget at this point in the game. Yeah, I think, like, the whole thing with dragons is that they're kind of survivable, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's right? kind of just, like, keeping the pressure up until you get your breath attack, and then that does the the big yeah, smash. Yeah, that's the big hit. And, it, like, the breath weapon does a lot of damage, but, like, not uh, not as much as you would think for sacrificing the rest of the turn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It I... feels like, instead, I, like... It, it should probably be like takes a bite attack and then uses breath weapon mm-hmm. but i don't know what the damage budget is exactly. yeah it's not i mean like it, i don't it's not that high uh which is a little weird i don't know i kind of i kind of do wish that maybe it got like again i kind of wish this guy got some spells just because it it doesn't hit that hard at this late in the game yeah uh, and it would have been nice to have like maybe not meteor swarm but like <laughs> the step below but like me but maybe you know whatever <laughs> i, I a 17th level player can cast Meteor Storm, so fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. We're get, I mean, At this point in D&D, nothing matters anymore. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing it gets, as I mentioned, it gets a breath attack. All dragons get a breath attack, depending on their color or metal type. Uh, because this one's blue, it gets lightning breath, which uh, on a recharge 5 or 6, the Draco Lich will exhale some lightning in a 90-foot line that is 5 feet wide, a death laser. Every creature in that line has to make a super hard DC 20 dexterity save, taking 66, 66, 12 D10 lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful save. Which, like, is a lot of damage. Yeah. But is less than I thought it would be. Yeah, it is less than I thought. (laughs) I was really expecting there to be, like, 80 or... Because, like, the damage budget for this CR is 100, you know, 105 to 110. Yeah, I think... The only breath weapon I can think that does even roughly that damage is Ancient Red Dragons. Yeah. Everyone else is yeah. kind of below that. This was about, like, Bahir damage, right? Like, I remember their breath attack doing, like, 50 or 60. I think 50 sounds right. Mm. Which, yeah. like, I yeah. recall it being quite a bit less powerful than this in terms of CR. I think that was, like, a CR 11. Just double check. I think I know the area it is. Yeah. It's right before Beholders. Come on. Here's, here's our CRL. Yeah, it's 11. Yeah. Uh, and their lightning breath does the same amount of yeah. damage. It's, That's what I thought. The difference is, so it's a 20 foot long, 5 feet wide. Mm. So it's 70 feet shorter, but it does the same amount of damage. it does the same damage. damage. And, and in a fight... Really ma- yeah, like everybody's going to be about, like, <laughs> yeah. it's going to hit whatever if, anyway. If you're hitting people in a line they're going to be in a 20-foot line. Yeah. Seven, like, the 70 extra feet. Yeah. Like... Weird choice. Uh, so I I feel like maybe maybe they should have had a bit more damage. Like, I think it would have been a cooler choice if it did 90 lightning damage and had a recharge of 6, right? Like, it could use less often but was more dangerous. And this is the, the other thing, and I feel like I've mentioned this every single time this comes up, but I do want to reiterate here. Like, if something is, if, like, a monster is centered around its central recharge big death beam telegraph that shit yeah right like every single time it recharges let it know like pokemon style like you you see the lightning playing at its lips at any minute now it might burst or like in the case of the draco lich it's like 
after it uses its breath weapon, the embers of its eyes die down, and when it recharges, it just yeah lights back up. Exactly. So, like, telegraph that shit so everybody knows that it's coming, yeah, right? And we can kind of prepare accordingly. You could just do the thing where it's like, oh, it gets its lightning breath back, but, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, ham it up a little bit. Yeah. It's a dragon fight. Whatever. We all know this. Be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It also gets a host of legendary actions where it can take three legendary actions, choosing from a set of options. And we don't, we haven't had a legendary creature in some time. It's been a while, but we've had a few. Last one I can remember was Beholders. Ah, man, there has to have been a demon or devil that was legendary, right? At least Mm -hmm. one? I don't remember Baylor's having legendary actions, and those would be the first one I would think of. I think God, the, maybe you're right. I think maybe the last time we had a legendary reaction was Abolites, or maybe Solaris, right? Like Angels. Well, it probably would have been one of the Beholders, right? Probably, but I can't remember. remember. Yeah, maybe they had a legendary action. Yeah, you might be right. So, so basically, how it works is at the end of someone's turn, they can do a legendary action just as a way to help pad out a five-on-one fight, yeah. and then at the end of your turn, you get all those legendary actions back. And the dragon ones are more or less the same throughout each of them uh they're kind of tame actually yeah one is detect where you could just make a wisdom perception check and you just make a perception just to see what's around it's pretty funny i've i've seen this play out once on like an actual play show where the rogue fucking stealth and succeeded and then at the end of the rogue's turn the dragon used a perception check <laughs> and found him and it was just like well that was a good turn bud that's kind of cute yeah <laughs> yeah all right i'll take that sure that's the only situation where I see that being as funny as yeah, it is. But. I guess, yeah, I guess it's for that exact reason, just to make sure that no crazy-ass level 17 assassin rogue does their ridiculous move and ends the fight or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't have to, like, waste its regular turn making a perception check. Yeah. It gets a tail attack. It can choose to make a tail attack, and its tail does... It also has a 12 to hit. It's got a pretty long reach, 15, and then does 16, 2d8 plus 7 bludgeoning damage. Just another way to help pad out damage. Yeah. Uh, and then it also can take two actions to do a wing attack. And this is the cool one, or at least the cooler one, where, you know, it beats its wings. Every creature within 10 feet of it has to succeed on a pretty high DC 21 deck save or take 14 2d6 plus 7 bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone. And then after the dragon does this, it can fly up to half its fly speed. So that's a cool way to, like, get the fuck out of dodge. Again, if it's a five-on-one fight and you're surrounded. Uh, you can you can make that work yeah which is cool i dig i do notice i i always thought that this gave it like an escape without opportunity attacks but that isn't actually part of it no not necessarily i mean like if you prone everyone around you they all have it with disadvantage so right. it kind of gets you know, a little bit of a freebie out yeah uh but not not by much and you know it's it's ac is sturdy but it's not like crazy high for its cr uh so yeah. so like it it feels fair right like you can make a kind of risky maneuver to to break free, uh, and by fair, of course, I mean like fair in the player's favor. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, it's good enough for me. That's good. Though I think a dragon with flyby could be good. like if you had like a <laughs> like the the like a mecha dragon like a Rayquaza like from Pokemon where it gets flyby or whatever. Oh shit. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> uh, but yes, that is effectively like the entire that is how it do yeah that was a full dragon stat block with a little extra flare on it Mm -hmm. so like in a fight this kind of plays out like how you would expect right everybody shows up it's a big dragon it sees you because it's got blind sense uh they don't have spells so you can't do any fun spell shit so like you know secretly throw on some archmage stuff on there (laughs) you know that that good good wizard shit yeah 
But generally speaking, you know, it's going to do frightful presence. It's going to frighten everyone around uh, and just keep up that that heat uh, as often as you can so that you can get some survivability, right? So like people will miss you more. You can do some hits on the heavy hitters. Kind of like because of your fly speed or whatnot, definitely like arrange yourself such that you can get the line for the the dragon breath, the uh, the lightning. Yeah, and like remember that with Draco Liches more than regular dragons, this is a good opportunity for like ads that are people. Yeah, ads that are like NPC characters that yeah could help. Yeah, you could definitely fight. throw on a couple of wizards as well that are just part of his wizard cabal. Because, like, it's hard with a regular dragon to yeah. be like, oh, yeah, he's got, like, I don't know, a, a platoon of guards. Yeah. It's like, that's not really a thing dragons do. Draco liches, Yeah, though. yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of, like, I'm going to back out. You guys go take yeah. care of him. Frightful presence doesn't affect the people I don't want it to. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> they, those, they're expendable. Lightning breath through, my, through yeah. my... Exactly. So you could play, like, a sneaky, like, you know, like a king fight, right? Like, guards, yeah. get them, hang out in the back. Yeah, just imagine the king is big and scary. Mm -hmm. On top of that, like, you know, it's it's immune to lightning, it's immune to poison. I kind of like the idea of, like, oh, fuck, for specifically this kind of blue Draco Lich, I like the idea of, like, because it's a Lich, I I dig the idea of it being, like, in a Frankenstein's laboratory, mm -hmm. where there are, like, lightning rods and whatnot striking all over the battlefield, because, like, Tesla coils. it's part of, like, the apparatus <laughs> that it used to resurrect itself. Right. I think that would be kind of cool, and then all throughout the fight, there are just lightning strikes <laughs> going all over. That it's would pretty be pretty good, rad. Yeah. Uh, that the dragon is immune to, obviously. And then, of course, you're obviously going to want to telegraph that, like, oh, smell some ozone in this spot right <laughs> here. Don't want to stand there next round. Well, <laughs> and then lightning strikes, right? Yeah. Which you could do on the dungeon up here, up, yeah. up to the fighting arena, yeah, too. Yeah, of course, you like, could do that as well and make like, it a recurring kind of uh, dungeon theme. Every now and then there'll be a room with, like, a, a weird pillar with a circular metal ball on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that would be... That's that's fun and cool. But yeah, that's about it for yeah. the boy. I think that, uh, yeah, I think they're pretty good. Like, again, the lore is my favorite part of this. Uh, I like the Cabal of Wizards. I like the Death Poison. For sure. Uh, the fight is fine. It's a dragon fight. We're going to see a lot of them. Yeah, the, uh, the lore really is what facilitates changing the fight to be different than just a dragon fight, yeah, I think. Yeah, I do, I do in my heart of hearts think that it would have been a lot cooler if maybe it had less HP and then also a bunch of spells or something yeah, like animate dead or yeah. like just something yeah, all those all those necromancer things but as it is it's it's a fine dragon fight Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you like this episode of Tooth and Nail, I would highly encourage you, I would strongly advise you to leave a good review wherever you feel like putting a good review. I'll see it. I have my, <laughs> I have, I have the sense. I have my third eye. I got the shine uh, that lets me know when, where their reviews are. It's got eyes and ears everywhere, mm -hmm. but they're his eyes and ears. Yeah, I just stick just, them like, like googly eyes on stuff. <laughs> That would be a cool stand. <laughs> anyway, if you didn't like this episode of Tooth and Nail, feel free to instead 
delve into a bunch of other things on nerdsmith.org where you'll find so many things uh, that will keep you focused well into your afterlife and on death. Uh, and in the meantime, what is a good creature comfort for this one? Surround yourself with, uh, yeah, with a cabal of friends. A cabal of friends. Would do anything for yeah, you. Yeah, put you your know? spirit into you gems. Really trust them yeah. To, yeah. to do whatever you need. Yeah, get your support base. Okay. We're, no, no dragon is an island. Yeah. Have a good day. Bye.